1: Bernie Ecclestone is gone.
0: The Bernie Ecclestone is fired.
1: (laughs) I can almost imagine his good friend Donald Trump saying, Bernie Ecclestone, you're fired.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think the moment that all of Formula One was waiting for, but did not know when it would happen, finally happened. And quite frankly, more than when... F1 also did not know who and what would happen when Bernie went. So, luckily, we've got the answer to who. The answer to what, we'll know soon, hopefully.
1: (laughs) Hopefully. But the good news for our listeners is that this week's entire episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast is actually the joke of the week section. (laughs) So the famous joke of the week section that we started last week. You know, this time we have so many jokes that we thought, hey, why just restrict it to one section?
0: (laughs) I think it's going to be the case for every podcast going forward. But anyway, let's bring it on. That's
1: what we're good at, Kunal.
0: (laughs) So what have we got this week?
1: So, we're going to start by talking about Bernie Ecclestone. You know, now that he's been fired, he has a lot of time on his hands. And you know, what are the different things and roles he can play now that he's been, you know, dismissed?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, we we dissect the good intentions of Ross Braun. So, he's made a lot of noise and uh, luckily he doesn't have a second book to sell. But he's (laughs) made a lot of noise. We're going to dissect all of that. We speculate if Valtteri Bottas and Nikki Lauda could be the next bromance to look forward to. Because Lauda's been saying a lot of things about Valtteri Bottas. Okay, and then we also tell you what Lewis's helmet design would be if Bernie Ecclestone or Adrian Newey designed it.
1: And then finally, we're going to talk about the silver lining in Ferrari's dark cloud. But first, of course, we have to talk about Bernie Ecclestone. Kunal, he spent 40 years in Formula One. And he's had such an unceremonious exit. He's just
0: gone. (laughs) So, Felipe Massa's farewells, and I say the word farewells because he had a farewell from Ferrari and then Williams and that whole farewell that happened last year. So, his farewells were more ceremonial than Bernie Ecclestone's dismissal.
1: (laughs) Kunal, I think the farewells that we give our listeners on the podcast at the end of the episode are more ceremonial than what Bernie's had.
0: (laughs) So I read this on Twitter and F1 without Ecclestone in charge is like the United States of America with Donald Trump as president. We'll have to see which way it goes. Very interesting, don't you think?
1: (laughs) I'm waiting to see how it goes. But right now, what I really, really care about is what Bernie will do now that he's no longer the CEO of Formula One. Unfortunately, he's gone and denied us the fun of plotting a breakaway series.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think Bernie Ecclestone should become a television commentator. Can you imagine all that wit and that kind of dark humor, especially all those crucial insights on teams, the dirty politics that he could give out on live television? It would be phenomenal. It will probably be better than all the commentary we currently get uh, to listen to.
1: (laughs) And the good news is that he'll get to visit the races for free. (laughs) We know he's quite cheap and he doesn't like to spend much. So that's going to be fun. (laughs) I think Donald Trump needs to hire Bernie as some sort of a government relationship consultant. You know, all those foreign relationships with all those governments that Bernie Ecclestone has perfected. I think a certain Mr. Trump could benefit <laughs> greatly from that.
0: Especially with the Mexicans, don't you think?
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say especially with a certain Mr. Putin. But then I realized Mr. Trump may already have good relations with him. <laughs>
0: Imagine the three of them. Like, uh, they're already best buddies for all we know.
1: <laughs> Deadly.
0: Yeah, and uh, Bernie Ecclestone could also buy Manor, which would make a dream come back, in my view. He should then go hire Ron Dennis, which would be the most unlikely combination in Formula 1. And the most cruel thing, Bernie Ecclestone should then ask for a budget cap. (laughs) That would be hilarious.
1: (laughs) By the way, McLaren also support the idea of a budget cap. I mean, of course they do. They're a midfield team now and they have no title sponsorship.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yet another thing that I think Bernie could do is start up a Formula 1 driver management company with the reigning world champion Nico Rosberg. You know
1: who would be really good at this Kunal? Toto (laughs) Wolff. I think they should hire him as a consultant. God damn
0: His his contract for renewal (laughs) with Mercedes comes up at the end of this year. But anyway, about this driver management company, so Rosberg could do the training in racing. I know it sounds a little ironic, but yes, he could do that training. And Bernie Ecclestone could manage the driver's career. Basically, get them the best chance to get into Formula 1. And who better than Bernie to help the driver plot this?
1: (laughs) Or, you know, maybe this could be the best idea of them all for Bernie Ecclestone. Kunal, he should just join our podcast.
0: I was waiting for you to <laughs> say that.
1: <laughs> we're the Inside Line F1 podcast. At the risk of being immodest, I'm going to say we're the funniest, awesomest, wittiest, you know, wittiest smartest and most cutting edge you know, work of art around Formula One. (laughs) And Bernie should I promise you,
0: Mithila is not drunk. She means every word of what she's just said.
1: I wasn't done yet because I was going to say that Bernie Ecclestone should be privileged to be on our
0: podcast. (laughs) (laughs) He's been discarded by Formula 1, but he's been welcomed with open arms on the Inside Line F1 podcast.
1: <laughs> I'm guessing no one will listen to him anymore in the Formula 1 paddock, but he might find someone who <laughs> listens to him on this podcast.
0: <laughs> by the way, guys, we are on iTunes and Boom. Do remember to subscribe to us. So if Bernie does get onto the podcast, you will pretty much be the first ones to know.
1: <laughs> and the best part of having Bernie on our podcast... So all those drivers who are part of teams that are being a little difficult to convince to give us their interviews, we'll get all of them.
0: So anyway uh, we've had some really high profile exits in the sport in the last one year we had Ron Dennis actually the last quarter so we had Ron Dennis Jensen Button Nico Rosberg and now Bernie Ecclestone
1: <laughs> He said high profile exits Kunal I'm wondering if Manor also counts in that <laughs> list <laughs> Manor going also means that all teams that started off in 2010 on the grid ...are no longer part of Formula 1.
0: <laughs> and I promise you, nobody unfortunately cares about this statistic of fact. <laughs> but anyway, we've also had two very high-profile comebacks. So, there's Ross Braun, of course. And there's Felipe Massa.
1: So, Formula 1 knew that Bernie Ecclestone is going to be hard to replace. And they couldn't find one replacement. They've gone and found three people to replace Bernie.
0: <laughs> and frankly, before we start with who these three are... I think uh, I agree with Mark Hughes who tweeted that Formula One should also hire a circuits expert because the circuit characteristics actually impact the racing experience that deli- that is delivered to fans. And I think that's a brilliant, brilliant suggestion. Not that Formula One is listening, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe they are listening, Kunal, <laughs> now that we've promised them Bernie on the
0: podcast.
1: <laughs> but anyway, here's something interesting I read. Brexit actually devalued the pound, but Berkset, as we like to call Bernie's exit. (laughs) That sounded strange, didn't it? (laughs) it. Berkset is expected to appreciate the value of Formula One.
0: So after his dismissal, Bernie Ecclestone actually uh, said that uh, he wished that he had the chance that Chase Carey has to run Formula One. Which makes me wonder, what chance did he exactly have in the last 40 years?
1: (laughs) See, I'm not the one who's drunk, Kunal. (laughs) (laughs) And the funniest, funniest part in all of this, you know, takeover chaos, was that Chase Carey said that Formula One's offices in London are too small. (laughs) And because of that, they have to relocate.
0: (laughs) Obviously, so the office was made for a one-member team, uh, Bernie Ecclestone. <laughs>
1: That's why it's so small. <laughs> Plus, Bernie's a really little man, so yeah. <laughs> it doesn't need much space. Ross Braun, though, he's been saying all the right things. And the big question is, will he be able to do them? The one thing I am particularly excited about is that Ross Brawn has said that 25 races in a calendar year may be possible.
0: Bring back the Indian Grand Prix. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) He also said that budget caps could be possible, which is brilliant. Okay, And I like this whole talk about Formula 1 wanting to control costs in the sport. Which also then brings me to another point which he said that F1 needs to be viable for smaller teams. I really hope he gets to do what he's actually been talking about.
1: I hope so too. And in fact, Toto Wolf sounded a little concerned when he said that Formula One shouldn't become like this beta testing ground where rules just keep getting changed without any proper scientific evaluation. I'm just wondering if Toto is scared of losing his dominance, you know, in this era of rule changes.
0: So, Toto Wolff also said that F1 shouldn't mess with the fans. In my view, though, at the moment, F1 is too messy right now to attract too many fans. I doubt if Toto is actually thinking of it that way, though.
1: Valshi, well, Bota said that Williams can win races in the future. And that makes me wonder, Kunal, why the hell did he leave them then?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All this corporate PR that drivers engage with I in Formula it. 1.
1: Everyone's so politically correct all the goddamn time.
0: <laughs> Which is probably why we have such high listenership. We just point out the elephant in the room or the joke of the day or the joke of the week every single time. <laughs> okay, enough of blowing our own trumpet. But
1: <laughs> Yeah, while we're talking about Botas, so um, Nikki Lauda has said that Botas is at least as good as Rosberg. And that is a little cryptic, but basically what he's saying is that Bottas is capable of winning at least one Drivers' Championship. (laughs) That is good news for
0: us. (laughs) Good news for Bottas more than anyone else.
1: (laughs) This also seems to me like Nikki Lauda and Valtteri Bottas are likely to be the bromance of the year in 2017.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And Lauda also said that Rosberg wouldn't have been champion without a Mercedes, but I think that's the case for every single former world champion driver that I can remember at this very instance. So there was Sebastian Vettel, thanks to Red Bull Racing. Hamilton, again, thanks to Mercedes. Michael Schumacher, thanks to Ferrari, Jensen Button, thanks to Braun. Uh, Alonso, thanks to Renault. So pretty much a car-dominated sport. And that, of course, means the car-dominated world championship.
1: Kunal, that's really interesting. But the one thing that I am very, very excited about this week, Lewis Hamilton's helmet design competition.
0: So now we know of your <laughs> creative and artistic talents. Have you, are you going to be submitting a helmet design of your own, Mithila?
1: Kunal, I'm going to do that secretly so you don't <laughs> copy my helmet design.
0: <laughs> I'm only good at plagiarizing. So <laughs> Well, frankly... I think Lewis Hamilton should wear Rosberg's helmet design. He so badly wants to be a world champion, the least he could do is just use the world champion's design or the (laughs) reigning world champion's design.
1: That would be hilarious. No, we'd have Rosberg on the grid somehow. (laughs) All black. (laughs) I also heard that Bernie Ecclestone is going to submit um, a helmet design for Lewis Hamilton, you know, since Bernie now has so much time. (laughs) Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like Bernie is very creative. It seems like he submitted a plain white helmet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Classic Bernie and a classic Adrian Newey helmet design, I'm sure, would have wings and winglets all around it, maybe even a blown diffuser. And that would mean that each time uh, Lewis Hamilton would exhale he would add some more downforce to his car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> could not only you could have come up with something like that. Not even you, even.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much. And as we end this Lewis Hamilton segment, I'm, I was actually very surprised to see him go snowboarding. Because if you remember, Nico Rosberg said that he hasn't, or he hadn't skied for 11 years. So, does Hamilton's contract allow him to go snowboarding or is he just being Mercedes's bad boy yet again? He's
1: just being Hamilton, I suspect, <laughs> Kunal. He's done a lot
0: of dangerous things in the past few
1: years. Either that or he's not read his contract properly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, talking of reading, stewards are going to be reading less of the rules and regulations in 2017 when it comes to driver collisions. But I frankly think that this is the impact of not having Pastor Maldonado racing for a few seasons in Formula One.
1: <laughs> I wish he would come back, you know. <laughs> that would be some pretty awesome, high profile comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor, we miss you. Where are you?
0: <laughs> By the way, he has still blocked me on Twitter. I do. <laughs> I do not understand why. I kid you not.
1: Pastor, if you're listening, please unblock Kanal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to have you interviewed on the Inside Line F1 podcast. <laughs> I'm
1: scared to write to him on your behalf, Kanal. He'll block me too. <laughs> so, wait, there's an even funnier story. So, Daniel Ricciardo, Daniel Shui Ricciardo, as we've been calling him, it seems that he contracted this disease called oral tinea. Tinea, however you pronounce that. (laughs) Basically, some form of oral fungus. And it seems that he got it because of (laughs) shoeies. I can't believe it. He actually got an oral fungus because of doing shoeies. Kunal, our hunch, was right all along. (laughs) And despite all of this... Daniel yet went and he did shoeies with the Exxon Mobil employees. Like, yikes. <laughs> and you know what? They did it with him. Like, double yikes, man. <laughs> Kudal, I'm just going to switch gears for a bit and talk about a very heartwarming gesture that happened this week. So there's been a street named after Jules Bianchi in Nice.
0: That's very touching, actually. And... Uh... In fact, the 2017 Ferrari Formula 1 car is probably going to be named after Jules Bianchi as well. So the car is in all probability going to be called the SF17JB. So uh, as funny as it may sound, Formula Santander actually leaked this on Twitter, only to then go back and delete the tweet. So strange that Ferrari couldn't actually get this right, you know, given how secretive Formula 1 is. but. Either way, it's a very, very, very uh, noble gesture because had Jules still been alive, there is a good chance that he could have been racing a Ferrari car this season or maybe preparing for it for the next season.
1: Jenson Button is already missing his Formula One cockpit. And Kunal, I think that's why he went and he piloted an Airbus simulator.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think he's taking the term pilot a little too seriously, but why not? As long as... Good old Jensen is having some fun because that's what he said he wanted to do when he decided to take a sabbatical this year.
1: That and a lot of alcohol, <laughs>
0: clearly. <laughs> on on the note of being a pilot, so Felipe Massa is going to pilot a Formula E car. It's going to be a Jaguar.
1: With Bernie now gone... I suspect we're going to see a lot of drivers going around in non Formula One cars for fun, <laughs> and that's actually going to be really welcome without them having their loyalty questioned every single time. Yeah,
0: I think Nico Hulkenberg would have gone and signed up with Porsche for his Le Mans drive already. But <laughs> talking of Massa, in all probability, he is preparing for his debut in 2018 and 19. You know, you never know if uh, if that's when he's going to be racing.
1: Max Verstappen has sold off his Mercedes-Benz. I'm wondering if that's a sign of times to come.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, a sign of times that Max is going to buy a new car. (laughs) And that in itself is big news as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anything Max does is big news, isn't it? Hulkenberg is training harder than ever before. Kunal, is there any mode better than Hulk mode? (laughs)
0: Anything to get under the podium, Nico. So,
1: 2017 has just about started and it already seems like it's the year of the oldies. So, we've seen tennis, we had some brilliant uh, show of sportsmanship by Venus Williams, Serena Williams and of course, Rafa and Roger slugging it
0: out. In fact, it's even been true for the sport of cricket. So, Yuvrat Singh and Mahendra Singh Dhoni, two of... Uh, India's cricketing stalwarts, actually had their limelight and moment last week as well.
1: Gural, I'm convinced that if 2017 is actually the year of the oldies, this is finally going to be Kimi Raikkonen's time. (laughs) Maybe Ferrari's time too, you know, they're the oldies. McLaren too, actually, but maybe not their time. (laughs) No, honestly, one oldie didn't have it too good. The <laughs> oldest
0: oldie of them on Bernie Ecclestone. <laughs> in the case of Ferrari, the bad performance of 2016 means at least one piece of good news for 2017. They'll pay a roughly $250,000 less in entry fees to the FIA. So that is Ferrari's silver lining in a dark cloud already.
1: That'll probably mean that they'll bring a few extra drop wings to a few races this season. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how expensive wings are in Formula 1, ladies and gentlemen. But after saying that 2017 is going to be the season for Formula 1 and that it's going to be entertaining and exciting, it seems that now Formula 1 is saying the truth as we, as we near the season. So there's talk that races in 2017 might be processional with lack of overtaking. Basically, 2017 could be as boring as any of the previous Formula One season we've been bored with. And uh, I'm at least glad they're saying the truth already. But this is exactly where we are hopeful that Ross Brawn is able to fix this and soon.
1: If not, we have Max (laughs) Verstappen.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We've had a lot of fun recording this week's episode as well. And here's to looking forward to all of next week. Thank you. Me, 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 but also you.